Today, I want to ask you a question, which is, well, what is your vision for our church? If you were to kind of close your eyes and open them in five years' time, what would you long for for St. Matthias, apart from it being a bit warmer? Um, And the truth is, our our, our vision as a church... um, can only be truly ascertained when we've asked ourselves an even more fundamental question. And the question is this. What is Jesus' vision for your life? For before Jesus gives you a vision for church, he'll give you a vision for your life. And this is the question that I just want to open up a little bit this morning on Vision Sunday. How are you to access Jesus's vision for your life at this point in your life? You might be thinking, this is not something I've really given any thought to. But as we're about to discover, the good news is that uh, God has an incredible vision for your life. And as we bring ourselves to him this morning, my prayer is that he'll just be um, absolutely bringing to you uh, a sense of his vision for your life for this season. We're going to read from John chapter 15. It's an amazing passage. If you've got uh, a Bible, John chapter 15, verses 1 to 9, and the words are also going to be on the screen. Jesus said this, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruits, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruits. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burnt. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. I've called this talk this morning an invitation to a fruitful life. Because there are, according to Jesus, two ways in which you can live your life. You can be live a fruitful life or a shriveled life. That's the expression God uses. Now, in the house that I grew up in, we had this apple tree in the garden and it produced 
these, I mean, the biggest cooking apples I've ever seen. And so every autumn, um, maybe you have one in your garden, we'd get big sheets out, we'd all hold a corner, and my brothers, my sister, shaking the tree, all these massive apples would come off, it would be this abundant harvest. And then we would have to endure weeks and weeks and weeks of apple crumble, apple strudel, apple pie. Even in our pat lunch boxes, mum used to um, give us like cold stewed apple in little pots, which really was not nice. And um, one morning, my dad um, made the mistake of parking his soft top car under this apple tree. And so he came down in the morning, um, was completely kind of shocked to see that there was a big hole in the roof of his car. And when he opened the door, sat on the back seat was this massive apple. And um, I've got to say, I never kind of felt quite so comfortable walking under that tree after that incident. And um, your purpose and my purpose in life, according to Jesus is to live in such a way so as to produce massive fruits, just like our old apple tree. So what does Jesus mean by this fruitful life? Well, I want to speak about four areas of your life that God wants to be producing fruits. And then I'll be asking, well, how do you ensure that your life is fruitful um, in these different areas of your life? So the first area of your life is your character. Your character is, according to the Bible, not fixed, but it can change and improve over time. Um, in one of his letters circulated to a number of churches in southern Turkey, um, Paul wrote about this. And um, he described, he listed this um, list of um, character traits that we can all identify with probably at different points in our lives. The list includes um, harboring hatred, having anger issues, being habitually argumentative, and living with jealousy, and then becoming really selfish. And I kind of read this list and go, oh yeah, that's me last Wednesday, and that was the previous Sunday, or whatever it is. We can all identify with this list of character traits. But then Paul goes on to describe a fruitful character, And this is the vision that Jesus has for your character, what your character is becoming. He writes, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. These are the character traits that we long to become. That's the first area. Secondly, relationships. God's vision for your life is that your relationships with the people around you, those closest to you, are becoming more and more fruitful. And the two are linked because as your character changes to become more peaceful and kind and generous, 
So your relationships will improve and become more and more fruitful. And there's this beautiful description in um, James's letter, chapter 3, which says this, peacemakers, those who are just living with peace towards those around them, who sow in peace, reap this harvest of righteousness. And so God's vision for your life is that your relationships are reaping this incredible harvest of righteousness. Thirdly, your work. Jesus's um, cousin, John the Baptist, um, he spoke about what a fruitful, fruitful lifestyle looks like when it comes to your work. And as he was speaking, he was criticizing this culture of greed in which the poor were being marginalized. And he urged the people, this was his phrase, produce fruit in, sorry, produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And as he spoke, um, these two people came up to him to ask him, well, how does this work in my working life? So one was a tax collector and one was a soldier. And John replied, well, it's simple. Don't act dishonestly, collecting more than what is actually required. Don't falsely accuse people. Be content with your pay. And John was teaching that to be fruitful in your workplace is not to get swayed by a culture of dishonesty or greed, but to live with integrity and generosity and honesty. And then the fourth area of your life is the church. God's vision for this community is always beyond ourselves. It's that we are bearing fruit, bringing God's blessing and power and light to all sorts of people across the city. Many times in the Old Testament, the nation of Israel was depicted as a vineyard that was planted by God. And it's very possible that as Jesus spoke the words that we've read today, some scholars think that the disciples were walking past the temple and above the, the, the um, uh, archway in the temple was this huge golden sculpture of a, um, a vine with these massive golden grapes. And just as uh, Israel, the people of God, was called to bear fruit, to bring God's blessing to the nations around. So God's vision for our church is so much bigger than ourselves. It's that we're bearing fruit and bringing blessing to five ways in Hollingdean and Hollingbury and all over Brighton and beyond. And Vision Sunday, I suppose it just gives us an opportunity to step back and to take stock. And as I've done that this week and, and um, pray for today, I've been so incredibly thankful for every one of you 
for the ways in which you've contributed to the vision of our church. And I've had this really strong sense, actually I've had it since uh, last summer, that we are moving from um, one chapter into a new chapter as a church. That these first five and a half years since a, a group of us were sent by the Bishop of Chichester from St. Peter's to help uh, partner with St. Matthias to revitalise new things in this community, that this has been a kind of period of startup, of launching all sorts of new things. So we started this new 11 o'clock service. Uh, we started um, Kids Church. You know, we now have 120 children regularly coming along to St. Matthias. Uh, we started... Um, we launched uh, Alpha. We're now into our 20th Alpha here at St. Matthias. And in that time, we've welcomed 151 guests um, to Alpha. We've launched all sorts of community initiatives, Dadventure, the school discos, new Christmas and Easter services and events. We've launched our midweek groups and then courses like uh, the Freedom Journey and Tackling Anxiety. Um, Two years ago, we started a new youth ministry, and Johnny and the team um, now every Wednesday have this youth cafe, a group meeting here on a Sunday, and just over the last few weeks, a new Friday evening youth club. Um, during that pandemic, we launched, um, when there was incredible need in our community, the Hollingdean and Five Ways Food Bank, which is serving uh, the most vulnerable in our communities. And then as the church was reopened, we launched our Play Cafe, uh, which has become, um, from Monday to Friday, a kind of real hub for our community. Hundreds of people from our community in here every single day. And then just as we were uh, planted with a group from St. Peter's, so we have planted out over the last couple of years. And so two years ago, we planted a new church into St. Richard's Hollingdean. And then just two months ago, we sent off the wonderful Harley family, um, again, an invitation from the Bishop of Chichester to help revitalise uh, All Saints Patcham. And John sent us a little message of what has been going on up in Patcham. Welcome to All Saints Patcham. Woo! If we have not met and you're wondering who on earth are you, uh, my name is John. And not that long ago, you sent us out, a small team, to the north of Brighton to partner with All Saints Church. There are three distinct communities up here in Westdean, in Patcham, and in Hollingbury. And the dream is to see three thriving, worshipping communities alive and making a difference to the people that live around those churches. Our vision is just like yours, is to see our, well, to play our part, no matter how small, in the evangelisation of the nation the revitalization of the church and the transformation of society. And so far, so good. We've had new people joining the church. We've had people that have been connected with the church maybe for years, but for some reason they've decided to come back and reconnect with their faith. We've had new people completely new to the community join us that feel particularly called and passionate about church revitalization. We feel like people have been called home back to their local church in Patcham and they really want to make a difference here. It's really exciting seeing the new with the old blending together. We're still working out what our vision look like is going to look like, but we, we feel like God is calling us to a few things. We feel that 
we're passionate and being called to do something around family life, to see if we can speak into marriages, to speak into parenting and help families thrive here. We feel definitely called with Lauren Sheath to be doing amazing work with children and youth here in the city. And we feel something stirring up in our gut and in our hearts to do with the elderly, the isolated, and those that can't necessarily get out very easy and connect with the church. We want to see them to be part of this church, whether they can get in or out or not. So we are working out what that looks like, and it's, and it's, and it's really exciting. Um, please be praying for us. And of course, we are going to be doing Alpha. We want to be a church where people who have questions of faith can come and ask those questions and come to know Jesus and to see what kind of difference that he can make in their lives. We're really excited about that. But we're a family. We're a family of churches and we could not do it out without you. We want to thank you for your prayers, for your support and your encouragement. But most of all, we want to thank you for your generosity, for getting us going here in Patcham. Thank you. We love you. And I really miss you. Aww. So we've had these five and a half years, an incredible startup season. But as I've been praying for the season ahead, um, my strong sense is that we're moving into this new chapter in which God is going to be doing something in and through us around depth around going deeper and deeper in our relationship with Christ and in our relationships with one another. Because what the Play Cafe and Alpha and the Food Bank and the Youth Ministries and Deb Venture and our courses and groups and anything else we can think of to connect with our community, what all these things need are you and I at our very best. People that are filled with passion for God, bearing fruit in their character, fruit in our relationships, and fruit in our work. And so I just want to end by asking the question, well, how do we become these sorts of fruitful people that we long to be? And it's really simple. Jesus said, I am the vine. I'm like the trunk and you are the branches connected. And the purpose of your life is to be a channel connecting the life of God outwards beyond yourself. This visual aid that Jesus gave of the branch being grafted onto the trunk is very, very powerful. You are according to Jesus, to so tightly connect your life to Jesus's that this process of sort of divine osmosis takes place. Slowly, the sap of the vine presses forward, penetrating the tiny capillaries of the grafts, entering into the life of each and every cell. The graft becomes more and more infused with nutrients, more and more healthy, leading to more and more fruit. Jesus' answer to the question of how do we become more and more fruitful is to attach yourself to me, to experience my life passing and pressing into you in each and every part of your life.
Jesus said, remain, abide in my love. Keep yourself constantly and intimately connected to me. Do whatever it takes. Make sure you're taking times out to pray. Go on retreat. Go on long walks. Pray with other people. Listen to a podcast. Light a candle. Get worship music going in your car. Whatever it's going to take in your life to keep yourself connected to the life of Christ. That's really our vision as a church. Amen. Shall we stand together?